Welcome to Girl, Your Journey Starts Here podcast with your host, Olivia B. Shepard, transformation coach and mental health advocate focusing on helping individuals release old habits, heal old wounds, and retrain their minds to go from barely surviving to thriving. She presents the best content on business, self-development, and mental health. Tune in. With Olivia, you'll have your moment of transformation no matter where you are in your life. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes, I know it's February, but this is the first podcast of the new year. So, Happy New Year to those of you all who are just tuning in for the first time and new listeners. I am glad to have you. And for those of you all who are continuing listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you, as always, for putting up with my voice and listening to me. I am happy to be doing the first podcast of the year. Um, I've been busy, busy, busy the first month of the year, but I am now on a little break, so I have a chance to get some episodes in, and what a way to begin the new year and the weekend with this um, episode, which is because we're in the weekend of love. Valentine's Day is on um, Tuesday of next week. And I have been talking about love all week, 14 days of self-love. If you all follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you have been seeing those posts. And it's just giving you some tips on how to love yourself But I wanted to talk about another topic when it comes to loving yourself. And it's going to be one that I think we all can relate to because at some point we all felt this way one time or another. And sometimes I still feel this way depending on the day um, or the year. But I digress. So for those of you all who are tuning in for the first time, I'm Olivia B. Shepard, transformation coach and mental health advocate. I help women go from belly surviving to thriving by helping them transform the way they speak, the way they feel, and the way they treat themselves in order to promote healthy healing and growth. I am loving the new year already. Things have been going pretty well for me. I am, I think, in my fourth or fifth semester of school, um, and things have been going pretty well. I have had some amazing new followers. I am enjoying this. I am enjoying getting to know everybody. It is hard to try to keep up with 20,000 followers on this side, 5,000 on the other side, and so on and so forth. I am forever grateful for the feedback that I've been receiving and the people that I've been, the women that been reaching out to me, I am just forever grateful. Just having these path to healing sessions where I'm speaking with women who are literally hurting women who were wanting to heal, but they don't know where to begin. And when I ask God to put me on this path of who can I serve? How can I save the people and serve them at the same time? And God, did not disappoint and he has been bringing me women from all over and I am truly grateful for the women that I've met on this journey so for those women who didn't know I'm a podcast host as well so today is the first episode of the new year this is the week of love and this episode is three ways to love yourself when you feel 
unlovable. Now, I know for a fact we all are feeling unlovable at times. I have felt unlovable for a very long time. For half of my life, I felt unlovable. And just a couple of years ago, after my betrayal from the family members, it definitely sent me back into a spiral because I still couldn't, I can't understand for the life of me why do these people continue to treat me badly? Why do these people continue to not love me? Why do these people continue to do nasty, bad, horrible things to me? You know, is that something they wake up in the morning and think about? Well, you know, this is we're going to do the dog to her today. We're going to try to ruin her reputation. We're going to lie and cheat and steal and make sure she is ruined. And I, 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 and I don't understand it. Because one of the people are, both these people are my very own family members. I cannot for the life of me understand why my family members are so horrible, treat me so horrible. And I, I mean, to the point where I just feel unlovable. And I almost feel like why, you know, now that I don't speak with them, you know, and I'm pretty sure that they're saying all kinds of things like, cause this is what you're going to get when you start to put yourself first. You know, she's pigheaded. That's one of the quotes from one of the family members. She, she's very uh, persistent and calling stupid names. Um, but what happens is I have decided to say, you know what? You don't love me. You have showed me these times that you don't love me. I've stayed around, but you won't get to do that anymore. So now you become the funny actor one. Now you becoming the the one that they don't understand why you did this and why you did that. That's the same face so that they won't have to apologize for their idiotic, bad, toxic behavior. But I did feel unloved because I don't have the love that most people have with their family members, you know, their sisters, their brothers, their cousins, their fathers. I don't have that love. Okay. And, you know, I always hear, well, that's your family. You do have that love. You know, yeah, you love me how you should love me for family members because I love them. I love all of my family. But there's a different type of love that you should give to your children, especially if you are a parent, that your children should go through life always knowing how much their parents love them. And I didn't have that. So that's why I made sure that my son had that exact same love because I never wanted him to grow up feeling abandoned. I never wanted him to go up, grow up looking for love outside of his home, you know, turning to gangs or the streets or drugs or any, you know, people just running in around having baby after baby. You know, I didn't want my son to have to feel that way. So I constantly tell this 26 and a half year old man, cause he'll be 27 on the 28th of this month and he's still my baby. <laughs> but I, I still tell this grown man that's way taller than me who I will cut his butt still, but I still tell this, this grown man that I love you. I still tell this grown man how proud I am of him. I still this tell this grown man that I appreciate everything about him as being a father now and being a great son. Even when he's not being the great greatest kid, I still encourage and let him know that his mama love him. If nobody else in this world loves him, his mama do. And that's the kind of love that you should be showing your children. So when I say that I have felt unlovable all my life, I have felt unlovable because I have, I was never shown that love. Also, when I got married, because I also hear a lot of times when people say, well, you're married, you can still be married and be in a loveless marriage. This is why people cheat. This is why people get divorced. Now I held my marriage down. Me, I held this marriage down. He will be the first to tell you if it was not for me, 
we would have been split up 1,400 times ago. We celebrated our 18th year anniversary, and we still were having problems up until about two months ago, you know, because he's still on this, I need to find my way, I need to find my life guilt trip thingy. And I'm like, okay, dude, you you go ahead and do it because I'm over this. But there are times when in my 18-year marriage, I have felt unlovable because, one, he doesn't really know how to show love. His love language is, I'm going to buy you something, and you can just shut up for the rest of the, 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 the day. Well, because of the simple fact that that's how I taught him, and this is what I had going on at the beginning of our relationship, that transactional mar- transactional love was okay with me up until I started my healing journey. When I started my healing journey, that's when I learned who I was. That's when I learned. Now, I knew I always wanted these things, but I settled because he was my husband. So there were things that I always knew that I loved and I liked, but I let all those things go because I wanted to not argue with him. I didn't I knew he was going to do it, but that's not that's not how it should be. So things like me wanting to take uh, a walk, me, me wanting to be at the park, me wanting to hold hands in public. Those are the things. That's how I show love. That's how I want to be loved. I want to hug. I want to kiss. I want to be caressed. I don't want, you know, the jump in the bed. Let's just have sex the same way and keep it moving. Okay. So yes, there is a way that you can feel unloved in your marriage. You know, so don't be looking on the inside, you know, thinking that, okay, well, she has this happy marriage and this is, she doesn't feel unloved. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. Okay. You can still feel unloved even in your marriage. I feel unloved sometimes for my friends. Oh, excuse me, you all. I'm dropping things. I can, I still feel sometimes I feel the unloved, the love. I, I, I feel unlovable sometimes with my friends. You know, they don't know they love me, but they don't know sometimes that, you know, I need the extra attention or the extra love. Okay. Now, if I had told them, I'm pretty sure that they, you know, would definitely show me that, but I belong to a church where I didn't feel loved, you know? So there are times when I still do feel unlovable and that's what we all go through. But how do we come from being unlovable, feeling unlovable to loving ourselves? Now, I know that we hear loving ourselves, you know, y'all know I pushed it. You have to learn how to love yourself. You have to learn how to love yourself. But how can you love yourself when you spent so many years of your life hating everything about yourself? You hate your body. You hate your hair. You hate your nose. You hate everything. This is why I don't care what women say and I, we can agree to disagree. And if you want your body done, I am okay with that. Child, I wouldn't mind me. I wouldn't mind a tummy tuck myself. But I also know that one, I'm scared of going under. And two, that's just an instant gratification of something that it's not going to last long. Okay. Cause I don't care how flat your tummy is, how big your ass is. That man who you got is going to, or a woman is going to cheat on you for somebody that is my size. And I ain't that big. Okay. Just to say, but anyway, y'all get what I'm going. You know what I'm saying? So there, are, you know, and I always feel like women who get plastic surgery and I see these women, I mean, y'all are beautiful, but I don't, I don't want to hear, let me show you how to work out. Well, first off, give me the, the, the names of your doctor. Then you show me how to work out because this is what happened. But most of the time, if you ever paid attention to social media, every single woman on social media has the same big behind, the same breasts. Everybody's turned to the camera. 
the back way. Nobody shows off their face. And if they showing off their face, it's 500 pounds of layers of makeup. Again, before you get upset and say she bashing women or she ain't supporting the sister. I didn't say that. I'm just telling you to observe social media. Now, don't get me wrong that there are days that I feel like I am I'm not that pretty or I don't have, you know, there's just things that I didn't like about myself. And that's how we've all been. You know, remember, I told you all I didn't if you if you've been watching, listening to the podcast for years. I didn't like the way my voice sound. Okay, so I didn't want to be on this podcast because I didn't like the way my voice sound. My voice sounds like I'm always stopped up. Now, technically, I live in Texas and it is stopped up again. (laughs) But normally my voice sounds very nasally. So I had to learn how to stop hating the things about myself in order to love myself. Yes, I am a, I want to say I'm a medium-sized woman. I'm not a BBW. I'm not in that category, and I shout out to the BBWs because y'all be rocking it. I mean, some of you all are a lot huger than me, and I'm like seriously self-confident about some of the outfits I wear. When I see you all out here rocking it, all I could do is give you mad props. Okay, but for the women that I hear fixing your nose, fixing your face, fixing your butt, fixing, you know, I want you to have a talk with your inner self. Because who were you before this? What did you not like about yourself? So when I say you need to learn how to love yourself and you wonder how you need, how can I come from love, go to loving myself after I've had the self-love-hate relationship with myself for years? How do you do that? How do you start loving yourself when you've hated yourself, you've doubted yourself, you've talked bad to yourself, you constantly said that you didn't look good in this, and you constantly said that you couldn't wear that or you didn't do this? I mean, this was who I was. So I know how you're feeling. But let me tell you, you can overcome this. You can learn to love yourself. You can love yourself. I love myself to death. Okay. I love all things about me. And whoever does not like it is not my business. That is your business. Okay. So how to love yourself when you feel unlovable. I want you to take these three tips and I want you to write them down. I want you to, if you have to come back to this podcast over and over until you get it. And if you are a client of mine or you have been following me, you know, already know you should be having a journal while you're listening to this podcast or have some notes on your phone so that you could be jotting these things down. Y'all know how I feel about me some journaling. Okay. So how to, how to go to loving yourself. When you feel unlovable, how do you do that? Okay. You spent so many years self-loathing. You fit spent so many years hating yourself. Okay. No, loving yourself doesn't come easy. It is not going to be an easy task. It's going to be something you're going to have to gradually every single day, stay consistently at doing And it's having new habits that you need to form so that you can begin to know yourself, love yourself, like yourself. And like, again, this didn't happen overnight for me. It was a process. Again, I still suffer sometimes. You know, when I feel unlovable, I still suffer from this. But then I have to go back to my coping skills and say, hey, who are you? And God created me to be this awesome chick that I am. And so I love me. You know, I love me. 
And I want you to do the same. You know, we we celebrated the month of love. We're celebrating um, uh, Valentine's Day weekend. Don't feel sad because you see people out here, you know, going to restaurants and they're getting all these balloons that they done bought their girlfriends or they done received from the side of the road. And, you know, all these, uh, all that stuff is cute. But if they only have to show you love one time a year, then, you know, that ain't love to me. See, when Valentine's Day roll around for me, it's really never like a big deal around my household because, you know, my husband does for me all year long. And we don't really have to celebrate. Like, we don't really go, you know, do anything fancy. We definitely don't go to restaurants because that's when all y'all be out there. You know, we go to restaurants every single solitary day of the week. We go two, three times a week or, or go to restaurants. So as far as I'm concerned, going to a restaurant on Valentine's Day is nothing special for us. Okay, but I am not bragging about that. I'm saying that to say when you see people out, because here's the catch to the fact that me and him do a lot of things. When you see those people going in and out, you don't know what that relationship is like. You don't know what that relationship is like behind the scenes. So if you're sitting home like, oh, my God, I'm single and everybody going out, girl, you don't know. I go out all the time with my hubby, but guess what? He is not, doesn't have a romantic bone in that big body of his. I long for days when he'll just come scoop me off my feet and hug me and kiss me and, 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 and caress me. I'll be waiting. I've been, matter of fact, it's 18 years. I'm still waiting. Stop thinking and looking outside at these other people and their relationships because you don't know if soon as the, if you don't know if the Valentine's Day is the only time that he probably take her out. She'll be waiting on it all year. And then as soon as she get home, he probably bust her head open. You over here looking outside the window. You see everybody getting the flowers at their offices. You know what? Send yourself some. All you got to do is put anonymous on there. Or if you're bold like me, I'll put me to me from me. Oh, girl, you got flowers today, and I did. Who bought you flowers, me? Think me? Because I love me. I tell people this all the time. I keep flowers in my house. My husband will tell you, sometimes he doesn't know to buy me flowers because I'll go and make my own arrangements and just put them around the house. I never wait on the man to buy me flowers. I buy things that I like and I love myself. If I want to take bubble baths, if I need a massage, I know how to go do those things, but... I am grateful for my husband because he always, you know, again, his love language is buying me really great gifts, you know, making sure that he thinks that that puts a beautiful smile. And it does for a little while. Okay. But I want those other things. And this is how I'm going to tell you. This is why I'm telling you all how to start loving yourself because you have got to train the people that you are. And I don't like that word train, but you have to teach the people that you are around how to treat you so you won't feel unlovable. So if you're sitting home this weekend, you're listening to this podcast and you're single and you think that you're never going to be in love and nobody's ever going to love you, please wait. Please wait for love. It might take you a year because it took me a year. When I decided that I wanted to get away from being a mistress and I wanted to become a missus, it took all of a year. Now, God works in mysterious, mysterious ways. There are times when he works fast and there are times when he doesn't work fast. But guess what? You still need to be patient. Yes, I know you need the companionship. And I also know if you're, if you're one of those codependent people, then, you know, while you're waiting, get therapy. 
If you can't be by yourself, if you got to have somebody in your bed and now you, you letting all kinds of dudes lay up in your bed, this is all because you don't live, you don't love yourself. So this weekend, if you're listening to my podcast, I want you to get this, your journal out, get you a pen. And I want you to write down these ways that you can learn how to love yourself when you feel unlovable so that you won't have to go out here and get into relationships just because of the sake of. We don't want people jumping into relationships because of the sake of. I want you to be able to say, you know what? People getting getting flowers for the weekend. I'm going to get me some flowers too. I'm going to go take myself on a solo date. There is nothing like a solo date. I'm sorry. If you are embarrassed to sit by yourself, it's because you absolutely do not love yourself. I will get dressed up right now and my husband can be sitting in the next room. He'll be like, where are you going? To the bar? I'm about to go take myself on a date because if you don't want to get dressed up and if you don't want to go any place with me, then there's nothing I can do for you. You know, because I have to learn how to love myself. And what I tell people, I have to learn how to love myself in case he takes off. Because no relationship is guaranteed. No relationship. You you hear it all the time where there are women and men who divorced after 72 years. 46 years, 25 years. There are people out here right now breaking up all the time. So when I got to be prepared for when, if he does decide to leave me, I still am able to hold it down in the self-love department. And this is what I'm trying to teach you all. I want you all to learn how to love yourself so that you will be able, when it's time For that relationship to be over, whatever you're going through, whoever you're, you are, whoever you are about to break up with, I want you to learn how to love yourself. Love yourself wholeheartedly, completely. Okay? So here are three ways to learn how to love yourself when you feel unlovable. And again, I want you all to be able to understand that it is hard. This is not an overnight process. Okay. It's not going to come easy. This is something that you have to work at daily. But trust me when I tell you, it's going to be the perfect reward at the end. So let's hop into number one, three ways to learn how to love yourself when you feel unlovable. Number one, learn yourself. Get to know who you are. Get to know your likes, your dislikes. Get to learn the things that turn you on, the things that turn you off, the things that make you happy, the things that make you sad. Learn everything you need to know about yourself. So many people suffer from not, this is why a lot of you all don't start the healing journey because you're too afraid to go down that road. Who am I? If I'm not, my identity isn't my husband's identity or my children's identity. Who am I? If I decide to just be me, who am I? If I learn who I really am outside of people pleasing, who are you? You know, you've, you've done everything for everybody, but who are you? What do you like? What do you want? How, what needs do you need met? See, when I started this healing journey, now, when I met my husband, 
Everything about us was transactional. So I was okay. Remember I said at the top, I was okay with getting the cars and him buying me the diamond jewelry and, and the clothes and whatever I asked for. That was fine. You know, I enjoyed that. I ate that up. But until I started healing, I had to step back and, and was like, okay, this, this, this diamond bracelet, like he, he bought me some earrings, some diamond earrings a couple of years ago. And now I don't wear them that much, but then I asked for some more diamond earrings this past year or so, I think the thrill doesn't last long. It doesn't last long at all because now that I am healed or healing, but now that I'm in a healed place and I know what I want, I know myself now, I want him to hold my hand. I want him to go to the nail place with me and just sit with me and get his feet done and get groomed I'm not looking for a girlfriend, but y'all get what I'm saying. I want my man to be groomed. I'm, I'm sorry. Men should be groomed. But I want him to get dressed up and wear a T-shirt that I say that says he isn't hers. Like, he's never going to do that. But you get what I'm saying. I would love for him to have on the same sweatsuit as me and the same sneakers as me. You know, I want those things now. I didn't think I wanted those things before. I didn't even care about those things. But I do see couples that are cute, power couples, and taking beautiful pictures together. Like, I have no wedding pictures, even though I didn't have a wedding. But I don't have any pictures. I don't have any pictures to show my grandkids. I don't have any pictures in my home of me and my husband that I have blown up. I have none of those things. And those things mean a lot to me. They mean nothing to him, but it means a lot to me now that I know myself. Now that I know what I want in my life and what I want in my marriage, what I want for myself, I want those things because I know me. I took the time to learn me. And guess what? It might mean you might not like or be compatible with some people. Me and my husband are really great friends. I love him to death, but, you know, and he's working on it. Because I do express my needs. But if I had known who I was at the beginning, now in this healed state that I'm in, I'm to honest, to be honest, I don't think I would be with my husband. And God knows I love him and I wouldn't be able to live without him. But I probably wouldn't be with him because I am the the person I am now was not the person I was in 2004 when I was looking for love in all of the wrong places. Some of you all are afraid to do this because you are afraid that you are going to have to get rid of some of the people in your life that are not entwined with you, that are not aligned with you, and you may have to get rid of these people. Now, I'm not saying get rid of your husband or, you know, anything like that. I don't really believe in divorce, you know, because I do believe in working things out and, and, you know, making your, your needs known. And I do that with my husband. But now I know who I am and I have explained to him who I am and who I've, I've, I'm growing to be. And he needs to get on board. Just like I explained to him, I need him to find out who he is. And you know what? Maybe finding out who he is may mean he might have to break up with me. I have to get prepared for that. And being prepared for that means I need to learn how to love myself without my husband And learn how to continue to love me the way I need to be loved. So that's number one. Know yourself. Learn yourself. When you start your healing journey, 
Those are the things that you're going to have to do. Number two, practice self, self-compassion. We've beat up on ourselves so long. We've said how ugly we think we look. We said how fat we think we look or we too skinny. I don't like my body. I wish I had some butt like hers. I wish I had a flat stomach. I wish I could get in my jeans like her. We have spent so many years bashing ourselves. I, I don't have, I wish I drove a car like her. I wish I had the pocketbook she had. I wish I had the same hair she had. I've been this person. I've, I've, I've beat myself up for all of the past mistakes that I made that I feel like I should have, I shouldn't have made, but I did. And now in my, in my new phase of my life, I'm like, why didn't I know the stuff I know now then? But guess what? You can't go back. You're not a time traveler. All you got to do now is worry about who you are today. So show yourself some compassion. You are doing the best that you can with what you have. So if your butt is flat, then we're, there are so many clothes out here nowadays that will fit every single type of body style. And every TikTok person shows you how to dress now. I have a hang up about my big little belly. Okay. I think my little belly is just in the way and it needs to be gone. Now I could go get surgery and get that instant gratification, or I could work out like I was doing. I can actually eat better because those are the things that have helped my belly. So I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you how much I like, I hate it. I know what I need to do, but there are times when I will not wear certain things because I think I'm too heavy for that. Then I look at Lizzo, who's a lot bigger than me, and she flaunts it, and she looks amazing. And I'm like, God, you literally are over here fussing about an outfit. And my husband has never told me that I was fat. My husband's never told me I'm too big or I look a certain way. He's never said anything about my size. I'm the one that was freaking out and stressing about it. But I had to learn how to show myself some compassion. I'm beautiful. My skin looks great. I don't look my age. My body is still in good condition. I could go lose weight if I wanted to. I, 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 my eyes are perfect. I can still see. I mean, I show myself compassion. No, financially, I'm not where I should be yet. No, I don't have this huge successful coaching business or this huge successful podcast or 50 million clients or I'm not on stages yet. But guess what? I'm showing myself some compassion. I love who I am right now. I spent years hating me. But now I love all things about me. I never listened to anybody else's opinions about me. I don't care if people think that my stomach is big or I don't have any butt. I don't care about stuff like that. See, people who have hangups about, well, girl, you ain't got no butt. Because I used to always hear, well, girl, you ain't got that much butt. You ain't got no ass. Yeah, that's fine. But I'd rather have no ass than no character. See, because that's what y'all keep missing that too. All these girls with these big booties and the big breasts, some of them are straight up crazy, toxic liars. Some of them are scam artists. So I would rather have a flat booty and character, period. 
So if you're sitting there right now and you're, you're a size, you know, 18, 19, 20, and you feel like, you know, you can't get a man because you're too big and, or you too skinny or you don't have enough money to do this girl, go shop at Walmart. I was in Walmart today. Walmart got cute clothes. I've been sleeping on Walmart. I got, I got expensive shoes. All I got to do is throw on my expensive shoes and tote one of my expensive bags and dress up that outfit. And y'all wouldn't even know that thing was from Walmart. So stop sleeping on Walmart clothes, Target clothes. You, you know, I hear this thing about Sheen. I've never been a, fi- a fan of getting my clothes online because I need to see them in person and I need to see how it's going to fit on me in a dressing room. So I'm not a fan of it. But apparently Sheen has, you know, clothes for big girls. In Fashion Nova's and all of these places. I don't particularly shop at these places, but I hear great reviews from them. My point is, show yourself some compassion. You are beautiful. You are lovable. Somebody is going to fall in love with you. And if they don't, continue to love yourself. All right? The third one. Now, this is the one I might have should have made first. But I'm going to put it at the last party anyway. And this is get to the root of why you feel unlovable. Get to the root of it. And that is going to go come through your healing. I got to the root of why I felt unlovable. And it's because I had unlovable parents. Like I said at the beginning, I couldn't for the life of me understand why my parents were so unlovable to me. And to hear them tell it, now the one parent can't say a damn thing because he was not lovable. He did bad things to me and he only loved me as far as he could throw me to get ready to do the, the betrayal he did to me this time. And as I, as I started looking, going to the root of it and getting to the bottom of why I feel unlovable, my father has never been a lovable person. He's hot from marriage to marriage, has several kids out here that he's just left in the streets. So he's never been a lovable person. So he couldn't show me love because he's never been a lovable person. Now, if you talk to my, about my mom, it is because She'll tell you, oh, I do love you because she is looking at the love from the basic necessity point. Food, clothes, shelter. She loved me just enough so that she wouldn't go to DSS or CPS or whatever state you live in. Child Protective Services or whatever, you know, when you abuse children. She loved me just enough to stay away from that. Yeah, she bought us clothes, she bought us shoes, she did those things, we had nice things, but again, her love language is buying us nice things, but when she was unable to do those things for us anymore, then that's when the nastiness of her love came out. Because then it came into, I don't have to buy y'all things, y'all grown, I don't owe y'all anything. Oh, well, where's the love? Because now she needed to show me love by showing up for something for me. She needed to show me love by purchasing something probably for me or telling people about something I, I sell or, or work when she was working for me, she worked for me. And all she did was bitterly complain and try to self-sabotage my business. 
when she couldn't show love by buying things, her love turned sour. So I found out that my sister, my mother, and my father, we could, they're not lovable people. So I came from an unlovable home. So I've always felt unlovable because I had nobody to love me the way I needed. So I know you're probably saying, well, you know, still your mom, still your dad, blah, 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 blah. No. You don't get to have children and you decide that I just don't love these kids like this. That is unacceptable to me. Because I've showed my son love with money. And I showed my son love with showing up for every single solitary thing he did throughout his entire life. I even showed up at his jail. I made sure that my son showed, I showed my son love because you know why? His father didn't do it either. And I explained to my son, and my son is 26 years old and a half, right now to this day. And he still is very, very bitter. The little six-year-old boy to him is still very upset that his daddy doesn't have a drink with him or that his daddy didn't take him and, and, and hunt or fish or do father things. When he turned 21 years old, me and him celebrated. You know, that should have been his time with his dad, you know, to go into the strip club or wherever men go when you turn 21. That should have been what he was doing, but it didn't happen for him. So I told my son to do the exact same thing I did with him. You make sure you show my grandbaby all the love you can. And you mean it. Because what you will remember from years on out is what they did. So yes, my mother loved me. And I have no doubt that she loves me still. But I felt unlovable. And it wasn't the love that I needed because nobody told me that I had to go out here and have sex with tons of men to find love or that I had to be promiscuous and, 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 and be a mistress. Nobody told me that I could have my own husband. Nobody told me that somebody I was lovable to the point where somebody was going to say, Hey, I'm going to make her a wife. I didn't know that I could be a wife. All I've ever saw was mistress, people be mistresses in my family. So I thought that was okay. I thought it was cute. It ain't. I wanted my own husband. And when I realized that I was lovable, I got my husband. Now again, once again, I started feeling unlovable, but now I know how to cope with those things. So you can feel loved when you're feeling unlovable. You don't need to let anybody define how you should be loved. You teach them how you want to be loved. You teach people that if you're not going to come in my space and love me how I need to be loved, then you can't be here. And you have to put your foot down. Now, I have spent years, years practicing self-love. I've spent years learning how to be by myself. 
I spent years every single day learning how to do this, going over it, going over it and going over it. I don't, I didn't give up on the days when I didn't feel a love. I cried about it. I wrote about it. And then I kept it moving because nobody is going to be able to define me anymore by their love. They are not going to be able to take my love away, their love away from me when they don't feel like they want to love me. And you have got to stop dealing with people who do that. In order for you to love yourself, you have got to understand your needs. You have got to put your needs first. You have got to say, I will not tolerate you not loving me how I should be loved. You deserve it. I deserve it. And on this week, this weekend of love, Treat yourself to a massage. Treat yourself to a nice dinner. If you don't have the money to do all those things, fix your own nice dinner. Buy some $4 flowers. Read a book. Watch television. Curl up after you take a nice hot bath and moisturize your skin. There are cheap ways to show yourself some love. But there are some ways you can show yourself some love Without even spending a dime. And that's setting boundaries. That's saying no to people. That is protecting your peace. Those are all self-love practices. So don't let this weekend go by feeling down and out. Because you see our body all lovey-dovey this weekend. All right, catch up next weekend when the, when the, when the restaurants ain't crowded. Because ain't nobody going to be there. Oh, Tuesday, the restaurant's going to be packed, jammed, okay? They're going to be all packed up with all the love birds, and everybody's going to be all together. All the schools going to be having flowers and roses and all that. And you know what I'm going to be doing? Probably coaching or getting ready for the next week's podcast. <laughs> because, look, I get like, you know, love is love every day to me. So don't beat yourself up this weekend. Three ways to show yourself some love. When you're feeling unlovable, learn yourself, get to know yourself, get to know who you are, your wants, what you want in a relationship. Two, show yourself some compassion. Stop beating yourself up. I cannot stress that enough. Three, and this is the one you are probably not going to like the most, but you need to get to the root of why you are feeling unlovable. And if that means because you had a boyfriend back in the day that beat your behind or you had a friend that, you know, took advantage of you or you've been molested, if those thoughts and things come up and this is why you're feeling unlovable or somebody put something in your head and, you know, said that nobody, you've been adopted and and somebody told you you're never going to be lovable, you need to get to the bottom of that so that you can heal that so that you can start practicing self-love. Get to the bottom of why you feel unlovable so that you can learn to show yourself some compassion so that you can get to know yourself and know your wants and needs better. These are the things that I have done. These are the things that I continue to do. And these are the, 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 these are the things that I recommend over and over that you continue to practice until it becomes a habit for you.
It's not going to happen overnight, people. You just got to keep going. All right, that's it. That is it for this week's episode. I am so happy to be right back on here, picking up where I left off last year. Of course, I am going to be interviewing more people this year. I know I said that, but I mean, everybody I was booking and everybody time wasn't working, but I am getting this thing together because I love interviewing people. So stay tuned for that. Also, if you are on my Facebook or my Instagram, you know that I now offer virtual event sessions every third Wednesday of the month. You are a happy to come on, welcome to come on and have a little vent session. Hey, if you feeling lovable today and this is something you want to talk about, then hey, talk about it in a group with a bunch of women where it's, you know, a judge free, judgment free zone. We keep everything confidential. You don't have to have the camera on, but we can just talk. And even if you just want to say, hey, I just want to say this one thing and then I'm going to shut up. That's okay. Last month was my first month doing it. It was a hit. We all enjoyed ourselves. People visited about different things. We cried. It was a really good session. So if you are interested in joining the virtual event session for this month, I will drop a link in the um, podcast notes. So you are definitely um, able to register there. I would love to have you. If you are listening to this podcast, please go and subscribe, share it with your friends. Give a girl some stars over there on iTunes. If you're listening to on iTunes or rate me on Spotify, wherever you get your down, your downloads from. I am so happy that you all have tuned in for this week's episode. I wish you all the best this weekend. I am rooting for you. I love you. If nobody else does, I love you. I pray for you. And I wish you the best this weekend. Peace. You've been listening to Girl, Your Journey Starts Here. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Tune in next time for another episode with your host, Olivia B. Shepard. Until then.